0: So amazing. we have finally made it to Friday.
1: Oh, Could, we couldn't sure have come here. Did su- 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 kicking su- su- and screaming. That's right.
0: All righty. Uh, today uh, we're all uh, going to uh, look forward to including the uh, new company from our forever First Lady Michelle Obama and how one nurse right here in the Detroit area is being honored for her work in health care, seeing as though uh, Nurses Week is, mm-hmm. is upon us. Welcome to Foxhole's Black Report. I'm Courtney Hicks.
1: And I'm Nicole Corte, Plus what the Kojic Church is doing for kids in foster care and what the brat and her wife say they're, they're forced to do in their journey in becoming parents. The stories that impact our people.
0: We're gonna bring you our news, our views and our voice. So let's get into our top story for today. A former Marine is under scrutiny after the death of Jordan Neely, a homeless, Actually, he's a Michael Jackson impersonator who had mental issues. Uh, video footage shows him holding Neely in a chokehold for nearly three minutes. Neely was resuscitated but pronounced dead after arriving at a hospital. The Marine was questioned but not charged, sparking protests and calls for justice. Manhattan DA's office uh, is investigating the matter while the mayor of New York, Mayor Adams, has called for more uh, investment in mental health care.
1: And this is just a tragedy of epic proportions. I mean, you know, yeah, he was homeless. He was a he was a Michael Jackson impersonator. Street performer. And and, mm-hmm. and he had um, you know, multiple sort of run ins with the law, but that doesn't give anybody permission to take your life. That's right. right? You know, it, it's not clear that he posed any sort of uh, risk to anybody else's life on that subway train. So to put somebody in the chokehold for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then, you know, you get taken into custody, but then you're released. You know, uh, something about this does not feel right. It doesn't smell right. It has no regard for black life. And, you know, we've got to decide, do we want to live in a nation where we have law Laws that govern mm-hmm. our behavior mm-hmm. or do we live in a nation uh, where vigilanteism is allowed to run rampant. It looks like vigilantism is
0: winning in this case thus far. Yeah, you can see that the temper uh, temper, starting to continue to uh, bubble, as you saw there uh, in New York with uh, the protesters. And a lot of people are calling, not just for that particular Marine, but the other two uh, men, who also happened to be white, who kept restraining mm-hmm. uh, Neely as his body went limp. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. So at what point do you let up when you see that, you know, his eyes are rolling in the back of his head? You seen either the video or the still shots. You can see the life uh, leaving him and, and they did not let up on that pressure. And so definitely uh, for a lot of people, it looks like uh, excessive force. And we were hoping that authorities uh, circle back around and really take a look at this case and, 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 and bring charges.
1: It is another tragic reminder of George Floyd. I mean, that was not that long ago and people sort of sat by and watched this man lose people of all colors,
0: people of all color. If you if you take a look at the video, people, all people watched this happen. So a lot of people uh, should probably take some responsibility here. We'll
1: keep our eye on that. Well, St. Louis circuit attorney Kim Gardner, the city's first black prosecutor and a Democrat announced her resignation amid allegations of negligence and calls for her to be removed by Republican leaders. Gardner said she would step down effective June 1st. Republican Attorney General Andrew Bailey had taken legal action to remove Gardner from office in February, citing the high number of unpunished cases under her watch. Gardner's resignation letter also cited legislative efforts on a bill that would allow Parson to appoint a special prosecutor to handle violent crimes, effectively removing her bulk of mm. responsibilities.
0: All right. Let's move on here. Former Democratic nominee uh, for governor of Florida and ex-mayor of Tallahassee, Andrew Gillum, uh, was found not guilty of lying to the FBI, but a mistrial was declared on 18 other counts related to corruption allegations. Prosecutors claim that Gillum and his mentor, Sharon Letman Hicks, took political donations and funneled them into their own bank accounts. He denied those allegations and called the case political motivated. Uh, he was previously found uh, in a South Beach hotel with a man suspected of drug of a drug overdose. This happened back in 2020, but faced no charges related to that particular incident. Now regarding this most recent case, the government may decide to, to retry.
1: According to ProPublica, Justice Clarence Thomas is facing a fresh round of scrutiny after the third blockbuster report in less than a month linking him financially to GOP mega-donor Harlan Crow, Crow paid thousands of dollars in tuition for Thomas's great-nephew to attend a private boarding school. Federal ethics laws require justices to report gifts given to a dependent child, but Thomas's allies argue that the payment does not violate the disclosure law since it was for thomas's sister's grandson. Hmm. Democrats are calling for the justices to adopt a binding code of ethics. Last month, it was reported that thomas accepted luxury trips from crow and that crow purchased real estate from thomas's mother. Republicans are not willing to interfere, stating that the supreme court Writes its own rules,
0: which is why this justice here feels as though he doesn't have to answer to anybody. These are just the gifts that keep on giving. Mm -hmm. And uh, with all these allegations, new allegations on top of the allegations, he still hasn't said anything. And and I don't. It it appears as though his his stance. I mean, I can't speak for anybody, but he really hasn't said too much. And so it would appear as though, uh, you know, he really doesn't see any wrongdoing here. And you know, his first response to those very first allegations was, "I didn't know." Mm-hmm. how you don't know whether you agree with his politics or not he is he has made it to the top of the top you the best lawyer ever you the best judge mm-hmm. ever at that point you know as far as sitting on the supreme court how you don't know
1: well he sure don't know a lot he didn't know <laughs> he didn't know that he he bought uh you, you know your mama's house you didn't know that he paid for your great great uh, nephew yacht uh, trips. to go to school yacht trips right you know there are reports that uh, uh his wife jenny thomas folks have been funneling money mm-hmm. to her judicial activists have been funneling money uh to her and so uh, um, not only when there's smoke, there's fire. It seems like a four-alarm yeah. fire that's only getting worse uh, uh, by the week. You know, but uh, if Dems don't win back the House, if Dems don't build upon their majority in the Senate, uh, then we're just going to continue to hear a lot more about this in the news mm-hmm. because there's nobody that can force the U.S. Supreme Court to reform itself other than Congress. Yeah. And as long as there's a divided Congress, they get to run roughshod and do what they want to do. And so if we want to see the Supreme Court reform itself. If we want to see them adopt some ethics similar to the same ethics we govern ourselves by, uh, then, you know, voters need to pay attention what well, just, remember
0: Justice Thomas might not learn today, but, but he will eventually learn as these allegations keep rolling out. Some may hope. All right, let's move on here. The U.S. Department of Justice uh, announced a settlement agreement with Alabama after an environmental justice probe found the state engaged in a pattern of inaction regarding the risks of raw sewage for residents in the impoverished majority Black owned Lowndes uh, County. Now, federal officials found that generations of black rural residents lacked access, listen to this, to basic sanitation services and were exposed to raw sewage in their neighborhoods, schools, playgrounds, and even inside of their homes. Now, the settlement requires the state to create a comprehensive plan for the region and a moratorium on fines for inadequate home systems. Talk about just not even heartbreaking, evil very evil Evil, because they were aware and this was ongoing.
1: Yeah. And big shout out to assistant attorney general Kristen Clark in the Justice Department's Mm -hmm. civil rights division for looking out for black folks in rural communities. That's right. You know, this, this is the county that includes Selma in
0: Montgomery in Montgomery and,
1: and, Montgomery. and mm-hmm. we know the significance of Selma and Montgomery in terms of the fight for civil rights mm-hmm. in this country well you know right now it is ground zero for the fight for environmental justice there are about 10,000 people that live in this town of which almost three quarters of them are black mm-hmm. almost a third of them live in poverty uh, and you know this is a county that that um, You know, we need to pay extra close attention to because what's happening there is happening in too many parts of the country. As I read this, Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think about Flint. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but think about Jackson. Issues I couldn't, in Texas. Th- couldn't b- help but think about so many mm-hmm. majority black cities out there, mm-hmm. cities that are majority folks of color. You know, where people are looking the other way. You know, how is it that in the United States of America, one of the wealthiest nations on the country, we can't handle sanitation? And this was the first in Alabama.
0: I agree with that because this is only. This was the first. Uh, investigation. So the first results of the first investigation under that Title VI Mm -hmm. of the Civil Rights Act. So uh, unfortunately, probably one of many to come, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Florida Republicans uh, passed bills banning diversity programs in colleges and mandating the use of pronouns that correspond to someone's sex, strengthening Governor Ron DeSantis' hardline conservative agenda. The two proposals aimed to reinforce the governor's stance on sexual orientation, gender identity, race, and education in his bid for the White House. The Florida State Senate also voted to expand the don't say gay law and ban classroom instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation up to the eighth grade. Meanwhile, the House approved a proposal to ban people from entering bathrooms that don't correspond to their sex. Now, Democrats criticized the policy as being exclusionary and punishing
0: all right so let's move on to more uplifting news as our forever first lady michelle obama has co-founded a new food and beverage company called please nutrition aimed at providing healthier eating options for families now the new venture will work with her let's move campaign aimed at reducing childhood obesity and will focus on changing the food and beverage industry to provide products uh, the first product from this particular line will be a drink. It's going to be aimed at kids between the ages of six and 12 with 75% less sugar than those popular fruit juices, and it's going to be able to, uh, you're going to be able to purchase it at Target, Sprouts, stores, and uh, online via Walmart. It's going to come in about four different mm-hmm. flavors and 75 uh, less percent of that sugar, 75% less sugar, which is a big deal.
1: That's a, that's a very big deal. I mean, you know, so years ago during the Obama years, you know, I worked, on childhood obesity policy, mm-hmm. and this is a big fight. This was a big fight then. It's a big fight now, and it's good to see that you know uh, the for our, our forever first lady mm-hmm. has not backed down for this fight, but That's she's right. decided to influence the industry to lead the industry in a different way um, by you know becoming co-founder of this company. Um, this is part of the reason why so many kids um, experience childhood obesity, why so many kids can't attain a healthy weight. Um, and so it's good to see her being a part of the solution. Yeah, I
0: remember when she launched it, I was I was working in, in D.C. and she was just cut down at every single angle. You know, nobody wanted to hear this. Nobody wanted to jump on board, but she persevered and she pushed through. I uh, was uh, honored to be a part of her press course. So we we toured uh, that whole DMV uh, and went to different uh, schools and uh, we danced and we talked. And she she gave the message and the kids loved it, especially when Beyonce would show up and do the little, you know, uh-huh. Let's let's move a campaign dance. So it is wonderful to see that, uh, you know, she still assigns herself Mm -hmm. to this mission, to this ministry, uh, to help keep us uh, healthy, especially the children because they're the future and we know the future is now. So big ups to uh, the forever first lady as the culture likes to refer to her. That's right for sure.
1: Well, Forbes has released its annual list of the world's 10 highest paid athletes of 2023 with eight of the top 10 earning over $100 million. Three of the highest earners are black basketball players who've signed lifetime contracts with sports apparel companies. LeBron James of the LA Lakers is the fourth highest earner with nearly $120 million, while Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors sits at eighth place, having earned over $100 million for the first time this year. Kevin Durant made nearly $90 million with his earnings split evenly between basketball and business investments, including deals with Nike, the premier lacrosse league and happy Vikings.
0: Let me tell you what I love about this. All them billions running up and down the court. And right now you got the semifinals going on with uh, Curry and and, and James. And last night, the the L. A. Beat the, no, was it who won last night? I think Somebody won by thirty points. I can't remember which one, but they beat the brakes off of them, whoever won last night. But but Golden State, thank you. But here's the here's the one. Um, you know, as as a culture we say, you know, we, we push our, our young people towards basketball and football because as as a way out. And for some of them, a very small percentage of them, it has been a way out. But I love once they once they have gotten there in this new generation of an athlete, there's so much diversity and how they have opened up different lanes. So, you know, the young people coming up who may play basketball but might not make it to that level Mm -hmm. can still see that there are other ways to make a good living, other type of decisions to be made, you know, other ways that you can, you know, become successful. It just happened for me to happen by way of basketball, but maybe for you, it's it's focusing in on a STEM curriculum or something like that. I think that's the that's the example that comes out of this
1: and it's so good to see that it's about more than just basketball Mm -hmm. right I mean Michael Jordan you know is a blueprint but Mm -hmm. I think you know these uh, athletes like LeBron James you know uh, are and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. you know are riffing off of that and offering A new blueprint in terms of, you know, how you can leverage your your name and your likeness and your brand and also, you know, invest in the things that you care about, Mm -hmm. you know. And so not only is LeBron James, for example, making a
0: lot of money, Mm -hmm. but
1: he's also giving a lot of it
0: back. Yeah, this this week is moving by so quick. I couldn't remember who won because L.A. got him the other night they got them last night by like 30 some odd points and they have these two teams haven't met since like the 90s -hmm. so this is a big deal and we're talking two you know guys who represent the best of the best in the league right now and then to partner it with a story like this it just it just gives it all of that jushness kind of like how the super bowl and how that went down with the two black quarterbacks that's That's a beautiful thing it is very beautiful all right still ahead tomorrow kicks off nurses week and we have one of the best here with us.
1: That's right. Nurse T joins us in studio to talk about the importance of nursing, black recruitment, how she's making a difference and more. You're watching Foxhole's Black Report. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Fox Holes Black Report. Well, this Saturday is the start of Nurses Appreciation Week, but mm. the Detroit City Council is celebrating early.
0: Yeah, man, the council members are recognizing a local nurse for introducing high schoolers to careers in health care. She is known around these parts as Nurse T and is paving the way for future generations of nurses. Our good friend right here at Fox Detroit, Brandon Hudson. Hey, brother has
2: the story
3: watch her head, we need to
2: make her flat down. At Renaissance High School, class is in session. That
3: bed too is always gonna be by the window.
2: But these lessons aren't in a textbook. This group of high school students is learning how to save lives.
0: I'm learning things that I feel like everyone should learn even
3: if they're not in the healthcare field. Like we learned things like the Heimlich maneuver, CPR.
2: We've also learned a lot of things about the human body and um, the way diseases affect our patients. This semester, Renaissance partnered with Excelling Nursing Academy for a pilot program introducing high school juniors and seniors to careers in nursing free of charge.
3: My students here at Renaissance, they are hungry for knowledge. They're like a sponge. They want to learn.
2: Tabir Alexander or Nurse T, created this opportunity to pay it forward. On Tuesday, Detroit City Council recognized her with the Spirit of Detroit Award. But she doesn't do the program for the accolades.
3: So many people put down our youth, put down the children in the inner city schools. I am a product of DPS, of Detroit Public Schools. So because I am successful, I'm sure there are many other more successful students who are here and it's my job to reach back and to help those students.
2: Tabira says being exposed to healthcare at a young age is what led her to nursing. Her program teaches students how to care for patients physically and emotionally. Every high school needs a program like this because more people need to be enlightened about uh, health care and caring for people.
0: T is a great teacher, um, she's very real with everything she says and I feel like that's very important because um, this field isn't always going to be peaches and cream.
2: The Bureau of Labor Statistics says the need for registered nurses will grow by 12% over the next six years, with a shortage of 200,000 nurses by 2025. Add to that, a new report from Gallup says only 7% of current nurses are black or African American, numbers that highlight why Nurse T's program is so valuable.
3: The ratio from nurse to patient ratio is, is very high right now, and the nurses are being burned out. We're being overworked in the hospital. And then that makes the nurses run away from the bedside. And that's where the compassionate nurses are needed.
0: Wow, wow, wow. All right, National Nurses Week is celebrated every year from May 6th to May the 12th. And as National Nurses Week uh, as it has kicked off, we here at Fox Souls Black Report are honored to welcome uh, Tavira Alexander, registered nurse and founder of Nurse T's Future Nurses Program, aimed at inspiring the next generation of nurses. She's also my girl. Welcome. I'm glad to finally yeah, get you here, I'm baby. Glad to be here. <laughs> Indeed. You are <laughs> doing so much. That's, that's Absolutely amazing. amazing. You just got the Spirit of Detroit Award. That is amazing. Yes, Congratulations you. to you. The work is awesome. So uh, let's talk about, you know, Nurses Week and uh, how you and yours, your community is going to go about, you know, celebrating this week and, and allowing us to love on y'all and appreciate y'all. I felt like if it wasn't for nurses with one of my health, health crises back in the day, I wouldn't be here and I know that for sure. Wow, Absolutely. Wow, wow.
3: Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you all for having me on Fox Soul sure. today, and thank you for acknowledging the hard work that nurses do, mm-hmm. and happy, happy Nurses Week and Nurses Month to all of the nurses, all my fellow nurses out here, because we have to work together to That's make right. this happen for our patients.
0: That's right, tell us uh, a little bit more about uh, Nurse T and all of these amazing programs. Absolutely, so Nurse T's Future Nurses program is the first
3: time I'm doing this program. This is actually happening tomorrow at Detroit, in Detroit at Renaissance High School from 1 to 5 p.m. Okay. And we're excited to expose the next generation of nurses. Yeah. I am just excited about that. To take these little blessings from ages six to 13 and expose them to things in healthcare, hand washing, vital signs, asthma, using the EpiPen, CPR, life-saving techniques. It's mm-hmm. important.
0: Yeah. So talk a little bit about what what inspired you to get into uh, nursing. Sometimes, you know, our nurses are unsung heroes. Talk a little bit about what inspired you to go this route. Well, first of all, nursing isn't my job. It's my calling. Oh,
3: okay. Your ministry. And it absolutely. I love that. I love that. That's what the city council told me. It's a ministry, and mm-hmm. it is. It mm-hmm. is. Um, growing up, being raised, helped being raised by my grandparents and the elderly in the church. I always took my weekends to go and braid somebody's hair, wash somebody, one of the Aww. mothers at the church. It was just so in you. It was in me. That's yeah. right. And so I have that compassion. So I believe in taking care of the elderly and I am a nurturer. So I mm-hmm. believe in giving back and helping.
0: All right, so let's talk about specifically black nurses, all right? Mm-hmm. And and talk about the low percentage of black nurses uh, in the healthcare industry, um, especially men. How do you how do we how do we go about tackling this issue because we know and we've talked about this on Foxhole's black report, you know, we need more folks in the medical uh, industry who who look like us. So I feel more comfortable, you know, coming into your care. Talk a little bit about why you think those percentages are so low and what we can do to get those numbers up. The
3: reason I think they're so low is because sometimes our children fear the math and the sciences oh. because they are not exposed to the math and the sciences mm-hmm. at an early age. Mm-hmm. Uh, children in other countries and other cultures, some of them don't even have a TB in mm-hmm. their home, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. their children are exposed and, and have that experience to be around healthcare care mm-hmm. at a young age, so that's why... My program is so important to expose and bring it to the inter- inner city, mm-hmm. in the public high schools mm-hmm. and elementary and middle schools, to expose these children so that they won't have that fear yeah.
0: of the sciences. Yeah. As someone who's a part of the medical uh, field, as a nurse, you're, you're that inside voice. Talk a little bit about why, as patients, we experience uh, so much uh, discrimination sometimes when, you know, those nurses or those doctors uh, don't look like us. And as a nurse yourself, how do you go about kind of combating? that and making us as as patients feel a lot more comfortable to come see about our health issues. Absolutely, and I treat
3: patients the way they want to be treated. Mm -hmm. I don't treat them the way I want to be treated. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that when you see someone who is like us, that makes us feel more more comfortable. They're Mm -hmm. not coming in and telling us, You can't eat those collard greens and that fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. Not understanding our culture. Right. Not understanding that we gonna eat it. Right. (laughs) That we're going to eat it. But maybe we can just eat it in moderation. Mm -hmm. So if we have a nurse or a physician who Mm -hmm. understands that they're gonna eat that soul food Mm -hmm. sometime, Mm -hmm. then they, they can help us break it down or help us put it in different. Feed us in moderation, or yeah. serve
0: it in moderation, yeah.
3: and limit it. You know, what yeah. I'm so saying? maybe
0: cut down on the sodium. Maybe right. not ham hocks or smoked turkey, turkey but maybe meatless, and sedu- meatless greens. Absolutely, and, and, and you can still, you know, season it good and, and right. have it. Have and it use it, some fresh yeah. herbs and seasoning, yeah. some Mrs. Dash. That's right. Speaking of seasonings and, and salt and things of that nature, we, as 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 a culture, we love our food to taste the way it is supposed to taste, and <laughs> yes. we would throw some salt on something even before we taste it, we need the flavor. which leads to a lot of complications, in particular, of uh, blood, particularly blood pressure. So you. You've got some equipment here. You're going to take my blood Absolutely. pressure and see where we're at. Absolutely. And, and while we go about doing this, uh, Nurse T, talk a little bit about some of the other causes of, of blood pressure, some of the uh, symptoms that we can look for, and why we're so fearful to get that thing checked. And when we do, we only take the medication. I know that's a right, lot, but right, I'm trying right. to get it, it all in here. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but blood
3: pressure, I want everybody to know, is yeah. the silent killer. Mm. Sometimes there's no sign at all. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want you to be aware of that. Okay. Um, so things that you want. When you have an increased blood pressure, mm-hmm. you want to look at things like you want to definitely look look for headaches. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Let me take your blood pressure sure. first so I can okay. listen. Okay. So, so you say
0: headaches,
3: um, dizziness, 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 definitely, and even some nosebleeds. Yeah. sometimes yeah. patients have nosebleeds. And what about your mood? I know you got to listen,
0: but what about your? Sometimes it, it affects your mood. Yes, absolutely. You a because you feel you will
3: feel moody, sluggish, weak with headaches and dizziness, um, mm-hmm. blurred vision, sometimes seeing spots. Yeah, actually before your eyes or halos you need to call 911.
0: Okay. Let's see what it sounds good. Is it coming through? <laughs> you got 110
3: <laughs> over 80. Is that good? Yes, great, great. Kay. So we want to stick around the 120 over yeah. 80. Okay. Okay. And we know that Actually, when someone has high blood pressure, those are the signs
0: we look for. But again, the number one sign is no sign at all. So I want to ask about the top and the bottom, because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, we'll go to the doctor's office. They'll throw that number out of, at us and, and that, they'll mean? just say good or not so good. <laughs> and what does that mean? Okay, so we have a top number. Okay. That is our
3: systolic okay okay and so what that is is when the heart is contracting mm-hmm. so it's beating okay the bottom number is our diastolic and that's when the heart is at rest so we don't want that systolic to get above 160 we want to keep it definitely above try to keep it below 120 if we can mm-hmm. but we definitely if it's above 120 mm-hmm. they start watching it so what's that good range One, for that So top we, and 120 bottom number? of over 80 okay. is usually what we want to stick around but again sometimes it doesn't now if you are a patient who does have high blood pressure yeah
0: you your baseline may be a little different than mm-hmm. someone who does. Okay, so very important. Before we let you go, let's talk a little bit about uh, your your programs. You have your books here, um, and you really you really are all about the young people. I mean, Absolutely. you want to keep us grown folks healthy. We can get a little hard headed. <laughs> but it's the children you want to start at the very beginning. You were talking about um, STEM and how sometimes uh, you know the young kids, or black girls in particular, kind of shy away from that. Mm-hmm. But you you get you get them started and get them exposed pretty early.
3: Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's very important. And to start, and it's called, my new product will be launched actually tomorrow for oh, Future wow. Nurses congratulations. Week. congratulations. But these books are here and available. And the thing is, we want to make sure that we're playing with a purpose. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? That's Absolutely. And I want to make sure that I encourage and motivate my next generation of healthcare professionals.
0: How can we uh, get linked? How can we follow you? How can we join? How can we come and see you? Absolutely. Because we, 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 we know you take care of the people. <laughs> yes. Link us up. Yes, the nurseswhocare.com.
3: where you can follow us and um, you can follow our website. You can see and invest in material on the website at Mm -hmm. thenurseswhocare.com. You are an
0: absolute pleasure. You are a light. Continue to uh, keep guiding us in the way that we must go to stay healthy and to live as long as we were purposed and designed uh, to do. I love you so. Thanks for joining us today, Fox Soul Black (laughs) Report. All right, up next, the black church understands that children are the future and the Kojic Church is doing its part. When we come back, we'll tell you how they're making sure foster kids have a safe place to call home. You're watching Fox Souls Black Report.
1: Welcome back to Foxhole's Black Report. Well, the Church of God in Christ has partnered with the Tennessee Department of Children's Services to provide transitional housing for children waiting to make it to foster care.
0: So this comes after months uh, after the state came under scrutiny, after some children were having to sleep in administrative offices because they had nowhere else to go. Now the church is providing three transitional apartments with bunk beds, desks, washers and dryers. Ashley furniture donated the furniture in the apartments. Governor Bill commended the partnership between the Tennessee Department of Children's Services and the Kojic Church.
1: Presiding Bishop John Drew sheared. Said quotes it's an honor for us to provide housing so children won't have to sleep in the streets or in offices or in other non equipped areas while awaiting permanent placement.
0: Yeah, native uh Detroiter and you know I'm I'm loving under his um leadership there's there's this newness. You know, the Kojic Church has been around for forever, and sometimes they've been criticized for like staying in their own little mm-hmm. own little lane. But you know, I just see this global kind of outreach, this 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 outreach that really really touches um, you know our people and our blocks and our communities. And you know, we've always looked to the church to lead the way. And so, big ups to the uh, Kojic Faith for yeah. for you know such a partnership like this.
1: And we've also looked at the church to accept people coming as they are. Are. Mm-hmm. And, and we know that a lot of the young people that are in the foster care system are black and mm-hmm. folks of color. We know there are a lot of LGBTQ mm-hmm. foster youth. And so we can only hope that, you know, all of them not only have a safe place to go, but mm-hmm. they feel safe and they feel like they belong. And so, um, you know, this is uh, perhaps a step in the right direction.
0: Indeed. All right. So let's stick with the church for a moment as black, curge- black clergy within the uh, Southern Baptist Convention are calling foul. Some of the denominations prominent black pastors are questioning the selection process of its new president. Now, earlier this week, the executive committee voted down a recommendation and bypassed an African American pastor who has led the committee as interim president for uh, more than a year. And what are what some are calling a secretive process? Bishop A B Vines, a former SBC vice president and former president of the National African American Fellowship within the SBC didn't take issue with who the denomination chose, but said the process was secretive and didn't quote, pass the smell test. The denomination has already lost some black clergy in recent years over what they have seen as a failure of the mostly white led denomination to make good on its pledges to reform after its history of supporting slavery and segregation. While the SBC elected its first black president in 2012, no African Americans have led any of those denominations, powerful agencies or seminaries.
1: We have an update to a story we told you about regarding two Kenyan pastors who allegedly conducted a mass cult, a mass cult-like killing. Pastor Paul McKenzie was released, then rearrested and presented to a Kenyan upper court. McKenzie was first arrested two weeks ago over links to cultism for asking his followers to starve to death in order to meet Jesus. More than 100 bodies have been exhumed from dozens of mass graves on his property. Children are believed to be among the dead, but it's unclear how many as some of the bodies are in poor condition. Now, according to the AP, and that's according to the AP, the higher court has authorized McKenzie's detention until today when an application to hold him for a further 30 days pending terrorism investigations will be heard. His wife, Rhoda Mawu, was arrested on Monday night from a hideout after weeks on the run.
0: Yeah, I remember us talking about this maybe about a week and a half or so ago when that story broke about, you know, the the, um, believers who had, you know, Followed him, yeah. and, and now are not are not here anymore. And really, you and I just came to the summation that you know it's checks and balances. You got to check these folks out, mm-hmm. you know, and and the credibility. We talked about the the bishop uh, out of New York uh, yesterday, and how those allegations continue to pile up on him. And um, you you want to say maybe shame on the followers, shame on the believers. But if they really believed that you know someone was led and was hearing from you know a higher power, um, you know shame on that. A spiritual leader, shame on that pastor, shame on that bishop for just grossly misleading um, these folks And this situation. In in Africa, doesn't look like it's over just yet.
1: You're right, yeah. and and if it can happen there, it can happen here. If it can happen here, it can happen there. That's right. Uh, everywhere you go, you got to beware of false prophets.
0: Mm-hmm hmm. I saying. agree. All right. Just in time for King Charles, III's coronation happening tomorrow. The Guardian has obtained documents showing that the king's ancestor Edward Porteus was involved in buying at least 200 shackled Africans from the Royal African Company. This was back in 1686. The enslaved people were taken to a Virginia tobacco plantation. Now the researcher her name is Desiree Baptiste uh, unearthed the documents while looking into links between the church of England and Virginia slaveholders for a play. Now, according to the paper, a palace spokesperson declined to answer the Guardian's inquiries about the royal family's connection to the Virginia plantation until after King Charles's coronation.
1: Hmm. (laughs) Well, former president of the National Black Police Association in the UK, Francine Jones has been invited to the coronation, and she is celebrating the invite as a win for diversity. The former president says it's the biggest recognition of her work to ensure diversity. Jones has been asked to wear her medal to the service and said the recognition allows her to fulfill her purpose of trying to tackle racism. In more coronation news, Lionel Richie and Katy Perry are set to headline the coronation concert.
0: Mm, I just wonder how, I mean, this is great, and if she chooses to attend, Mm -hmm. fantastic. I just, how are all the dots connected for her to even get the invitation? You, you, I understand the performers, Lionel Richie Mm -hmm. and whomever else, but, I, and, and I think it's great, you know, hey, I, I, I feel her, you know, diversity, a sister, you know, hanging out at, uh, at the coronation. but I just wonder how that came about. Well,
1: I think people around the world and in the UK, across the Commonwealth, are looking to see Uh, How does King Charles govern himself and govern, uh, you know, the the commonwealth differently than Queen Elizabeth? Right. Especially when it comes to issues related to racial justice. Um, You know, people want to know, you know, what are you going to do about reparations? What are you going to do about this ugly underbelly part of the history of the monarchy? People want to know. And so, you know, maybe he said, wait a minute. We need to have a black law enforcement person, you know, uh, uh, among...
0: Again, I say. Among the folks. Again, I say. You
1: know. How uh, are the dots connected? You know, as, a, as a down payment on what he's going to do. I don't know. We're going to be watching, though.
0: Still ahead, how the writer's strike could impact black Hollywood.
1: That's right. The one and only Lunell joins us next to weigh in on our <laughs> entertainment headlines, You're watching Fox Souls Black Report. The one and only. Mm-hmm.
0: Welcome back to foxholes black report now is the time where we dig in a little bit we're
1: gonna have some fun yeah, today
0: talk about what's been happening all week long little wrap up when it comes to our favorite celebrities and of course our uh, entertainment headlines
1: that's right and on fridays we like to have a little more fun with these stories so <laughs> here to join in on the conversation is the very funny iconic yes. legendary Linnell. welcome to foxholes
0: black <laughs> report Hi, everybody. Hey, Lunell. You know you are the cultures. You are a treasure to the culture, so I just want to put that out there before we get into these headlines, darling. Well, amen. <laughs> amen. All right, so let's uh, get into it. Here's the uh, first one. Uh, starting with the writer strike, you, you're out there in, in L.A. The Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers says it offered the Writers Guild Association what it calls a generous increase at double the annual pay for the raises. Um, this is what the WGA claims.
1: That's right, and this was the first response from the group since talks broke off and the WGA called a strike earlier this week. Now, on the picket line, Mm. a father and daughter, both guild members protesting, say they're fearful about the future. Now, are you fearful about the future? And how long do you think this thing's going to last?
4: Well, I don't know how long it will last. I do remember the writer's strike that we had before. Mm -hmm. Many years ago, because that's where reality TV was spawned. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't, it will affect me in as much as I am on two shows that use writers. That's Hacks, that's on HBO Max, and Tiny Beautiful Things, that's on Hulu. They will be, you know, coming to a screeching halt, of course, that you can't have a show without writers. It won't affect me personally, however, because I have a flourishing comedy career, and you're looking at the writer for that.
0: Yeah, multiple so, streams of
4: income, there you go. And she got some fierce glasses, too. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding the no makeup. It's a little early for me this morning. I know, I know uh, we appreciate you. That's all right, that's all right. Well,
1: you know, all the streets are talking and debating over uh, life coach Iyanla Van Zan. you know, she appeared on The Grio. Yes. And she has something to say. She
0: did, uh, with uh, the host, Ebony K. Williams. Uh, they had a little bit of a disagreement about dating, which has everyone, you know, voicing their opinions. Let's take a listen some of us quite frankly feel that the men that are available to us and I'm talking about across the color spectrum across the age spectrum, trust me I've done them all um, they are
3: not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about they're not earning the incomes they're not having the resources and some of them are not even showing up in the
0: leadership. Would you date a bus driver?
3: you would you date if he a bus owns driver? the bus?
0: If he owns no. it. If he
4: owns
0: the bus, he owns No. Oh wow. Ludell, your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I don't totally disagree with the words that were spoken. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of our brothers are finding difficulty in the income um categories. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of women who are out earning men right now and you know it makes it difficult sometime in the household mm-hmm. um, I personally have and would date a bus driver that's my problem <laughs> <laughs> I've, never, I've never I've never had a man with more money than me to date me in my life. Mm. We were either in the same income bracket or they were in a lower income bracket than myself, me doing, being in the entertainment industry. But I just have an affinity for hardworking men. Mm-hmm. I like men that can fix things, do things, do the manly things, Men's that work with their hands. I'm not into computer tech guys and businessmen that's just not my thing Mm -hmm. I wish that it was I wouldn't have the dating history that I have (laughs) but I really like men men you know men that work in the construction or my husband was an electrician Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um the man who is a bus driver who would date me though it would be difficult because of my travel schedule they have to work, you know, nine to five, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday, and they may not can travel with me on the weekends or go where I go. So I would date a bus driver, but it might be difficult for us to maintain that relationship. Yeah. I know what she's, what what the what the late young lady was Ebony. saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, Miss Ebony, but also um, I think that the energy you put out attracts the people that come at you. And even though she's a beautiful young lady, Mm -hmm. I think that her energy may be a turnoff to men in a lower income bracket and a higher one. Because you just have to be, men are delicate. You and all men are delicate. They're like, you have to be nice. You have to be friendly. You have to exude some fun and excitement. You don't wanna come off as a snob because that's not a turn on for anyone. So um uh, the uh, Iyanla, whose show I have been on, yeah. by the way, Iyala life So yeah. Yes, I uh I I have always dated working men. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I would date a bus driver. Yeah.
1: Well I'm, let me let me tell you, I think there's a there's a tour bus driver out there that's watching <laughs> that is checking for you, Lunel. That would so, yeah,
0: maybe it's a type of a uh, bus driver, Lunel. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could be a tour bus driver and then you y'all are together forever may out wanna, there on he the may, road. He
4: may want to drive your bus. Yeah. I need my dress to, to be driven,
0: believe <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> oh God. All right. Shall we move on at this point? my God. I, I would date a bus driver, too, though, really. I, and I think Ebony, both of them are my sores. I love them so much. I think Ebony was speaking, hopefully, more, to, more so to, like, the idea of ambition, you know, and, and Miss Iyanla speaking more to what, what you need, what your soul yeah. needs, how to feel. Yeah, it. but maybe he
4: don't own the bus yet. There That's you go. Right. There you go. That's nice. Right. Reading, you know, nice maybe winning. he's working toward owning yeah. the bus company. Maybe if he had a good woman by his side to motivate him and to tell him what he can do. That's right, encourage him. Then, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it'd be a tour bus. That's right. Maybe it'd be a bus to take people to cruises. Maybe it'd be a bus to help the elderly. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. Work some of that magic. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think folks get a little too fixated yeah. on the occupation Indeed. and not the person, the Indeed. character, the integrity. Indeed. but.
0: Moving on, let move on here. Rapper Debrat and her wife Judy Dupar uh, are causing quite the conversation after they were honest about their experience finding a sperm donor.
1: hmm. The couple said going into the journey, they had no idea that their chances of a black donor would be slim to none. The pair shared their story on their reality show Brat Loves Judy and showed how out of six different sperm banks and thousands of donors, about one of them
0: was black. The couple is facing uh, backlash, Blacklash, Mm -hmm. yeah, after many online can't believe with their network of people, they couldn't find a a good black donor. What what, what do you think? Out of all them folks, the brat and her wife uh, know that they couldn't find one brother to say, hey, yeah, I'm down.
4: No, there are many people who would be willing to impregnate the brat and brothers at that. And there were Brothers that impregnated Judy, Mm -hmm. because she has children. She has children, grown children. It's the donor situation. It's the donor pool that is lacking. Brothers, black people in general, don't donate their sperm. Brothers, black people in general, don't donate their organs. Mm -hmm. Brothers, black people in general, don't donate their heart or donate blood. Were just very weird and superstitious in that way mm-hmm. so while what she said is true and maybe they did not like the way that she said it it's not the bride's fault it's the fault of the um the the brothers out here who don't 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 donate sperm and it's you know, they're donating it in, in women, but they're not donating yeah. it at the bank. Maybe if they gave brothers a little money,
0: like they do when you go donate blood. I think it, I mean, make,
1: you think you do get money. You, you can get do fifty dollars. Yeah, you, you get a little fifty dollars or something. Fifty dollars. for they, they might have adjusted it for inflation, you know. But but uh, you know, I, I really think uh, we've got to look at access to health care because for a lot of these sperm banks, they require that you have lots and lots and lots of medical history that you submit. And so that's also been noted as a barrier for a lot of brothers yeah. in terms of donating their sperm. I
0: just felt like they just Look. had, they could just, they was just somebody like, I, I agree with you, Lunel. There was just somebody out there that would have been like, I'm good, I'm down, let's, let's they go. They would have
4: yeah. put it in as a regular way, but they just don't want to <laughs> donate sperm. But I mean, it, it's it's it, it is, uh, she's speaking the truth. It's yes. very slim yeah. picking. Oh, but I don't think that meant you needed to get a white sperm donor. Right? Maybe there's more Latino yeah. sperm donors yeah. than there are brothers. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I I just wanted to have a healthy baby. That's it at this point. Yeah. that's right. And 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 that's all I care about. Well,
0: let's talk about the uh, Met Gala. Yeah, it was this week, but there was one unexpected guest that absolutely stole the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Some say unexpected. We say uh, unwanted dinner guests. Mm-hmm. That's because a roach. A roach y'all, a roach appeared on the red carpet, sending photographers scrambling to get the perfect shot. But unfortunately, the moment was short lived after someone stepped on
0: it. Tributes started rolling in on social media with comments like rest in peace. Met Gala cockroach 2023 to 2033. Lunell, uh, you know. Roaches and it uh, could can they be hot couture? I mean, listen, it, it is New York though. Talk about roach. I'm surprised it wasn't a rat, yeah,
4: or <laughs> <laughs> roach rat. Right. Who knows? Um, well, maybe somebody brought that roach with them. Mm. Mm. You know, maybe it wasn't a met gala roach, maybe it was a midtown roach. That hot, I, I know personally from my past. Uh, lives. I have transported a roach into some place where they they didn't belong. Exactly. Uh, That was pretty tired though. Um, And that's a big old rock. That's not your common kitchen roach. That's a roach that will steal a loaf of bread out your kitchen. A, des- a
0: designer, a designer roach for sure. Because that mm-hmm. was pretty big. That was pretty big. That uh, was,
4: was disgusting.
0: Indeed. Before we let you go, Lunell, uh, we want to know what's new with you. Uh, the, the, we love the Fenty model of uh, situation you got going on. Talk to us a
4: little bit about it. <laughs> well, I'd rather not talk about that. Okay. Um, because that's old news. I've been the Savage X Fenty lingerie ambassador for Rihanna. Before the um, uh, corona uh, stepped in. Sure. And I, uh, I have, you know, went on to uh, start an OnlyFans because of that. Oh. And mm. uh, just purchased so the first There lies house. the update. So I wanna thank, I <laughs> wanna, I wanna thank, thank people for that. But more a, exciting news is that I am about to, next month, um, shoot my first Netflix special produced by Dave Chappelle Oh wow! and those tickets just went on sale today if you follow me on Instagram at Lunell L-U-E-N-E-L-L I'll be doing um, my first special and I'm really excited about that of course um, any affiliation with Rihanna is an amazing one mm-hmm. and we do talk and the fact that she allowed me to represent her lingerie line I mean I couldn't be happier you 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 have to be pretty confident though because Mm -hmm. her her lingerie is that you know Mm -hmm. I would have rather done a line of flannel gowns you know what I'm saying (laughs) 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 but if Rihanna says yes who am I to say no so it did open up a lot of opportunities for me and um, but but I'm not a model by trade, so I, I, I'm I sticking to what I know best, and that is comedy. And my Netflix special will be taped next month Ooh. in Oakland, California, where I was reared at. And you can look forward to dropping in the fall, like around o- o- October or something.
1: Well, we, can't wait well for we, that. we love you. We can't wait to watch it. As one person from the Bay to another person from the Bay, we love it mm. and we love you. That's right. Please come back again anytime. The Black
0: Report, absolutely I will. Thank you so much, Miss Luenelle. We love and appreciate you. Travel safe. Thank you so much. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Up next, it's our favorite segment, Ni Cordelai-Corte.
1: That's all right. You already know. It's the Black Excellence segment. Yeah. We'll introduce you to the newest executive editor of the Detroit Free Press. You're Mm. watching Fox Soul's Black Report. We'll be right back.
0: The Detroit Free Press has appointed Nicole Avery Nichols as executive editor, making the HBCU graduate the first black woman to lead Yay. the paper. This is big. It's, it's very big. Very yep.
1: big. Nichols is returning to the Free Press from her most recent job as editor in chief of Chalkbeat, a nonprofit educational news organization. Now, in 2000, the Free Press recruited Nichols away from the Detroit News to be a features writer three years later, she became an
0: editor and rose to the senior news director post. Nichols is a Long Island native who earned a bachelor's degree in English from Tuskegee University, where she played trombone in the school's marching band. She went on to earn a master's degree in newspaper journalism from Syracuse University. And for the rundown on these stories and more, you can access Fox Souls video on demand of any of our partners and past shows, all that good black centered content. Don't forget to download the Fox app. It is absolutely free. Big plans for the week weekend, Nicordelai? Off
1: to Los Angeles to spend the weekend with hubby and, and friends and, okay. and do the radio
0: show. And I am off to the couch because <laughs> I'm still tired from my whirlwind you, of last week. And I got have a little a world sty world. that I have to nurse on my eye. That's yeah. been the reason for the teacher look all week this week. It's all right. Looks yeah. good on you. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. I'm Courtney Hicks. And I'm Nicordelai Corte. On behalf of the entire team at Foxo's Black Report, stay lifted and stay safe. We'll see you soon. Have a good weekend. huh? All right.